All right, guys, it's been a little bit, but we back. We back now. We back better than ever. Um, we got a lot to cover today. We're going to start off with probably, I, I haven't even talked to you about this, Preston, but this is a big-time trade that I've been waiting for to happen for a long time on both sides. Matthew Stafford getting traded to the Rams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we haven't got to break that down here. And I, I mean, I was so excited when I got that notification on my phone because I love Matthew Stafford. And I've always said I want him out of Detroit. I want him somewhere where, where he has a chance, a better organization, because I think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's a top-ten guy, no doubt about the top ten. We're going to see. And, um, yeah, now, now, now he gets a chance to prove it. And um, and I, I think the Rams were a quarterback away. So this is a match made in heaven for me that yeah. – um, yeah, I know the Rams gave up two first-round picks, and they haven't had a first-round pick now. It's going to be seven years. I mean, that's unheard of. And they're going to go seven years. And three guys, like, yeah. the whole freaking payroll. I mean, the, te- the team's never Stafford. really done that. I mean, just go and trade it all their first-round picks for Yeah, I mean, they're guys. trying to – obviously, they're in a win-now mode. They're not trying to uh-huh. win in the future. They I like think it. They can the win Sean McVay's plan. My I think they can win that. now. Yeah, I mean, ah, it's really going to suck if they don't. They're but. my pick to win the NFC next year, no doubt about it. Because I, I think the NFC is pretty wide open right now. Um, I, Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty wide open next year as well. And I think the Rams have the best defense in the league, and I don't think that's going to change. And, I mean, they have a really explosive offense, and now they add Matthew Stafford to that offense. Yeah. have some great receivers. Sean McVay's an offensive genius. I just think that this team is definitely going to definitely gonna be my favorite to win the NFC now. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see how Stafford's going to do, you know. Usually his coaches are like Jim Caldwell, yeah. Matt Patricia, you know. He played for the Lions. Now he's going to Sean McVay, the Rams. Uh, I saw a thing. I think he's never had a thousand L.A., yard, baby. Yeah, he's never had a thousand-yard <laughs> rusher in his career. Yeah. Uh, I think he's had, out of his whole career, I think he's had 11 100-yard games from a running yeah. back. I, I'm happy uh, for him, man. Yeah, now he gets to go to... I mean, Sean McVay-led offense. He's got Cam Akers in the backfield. He's probably had as many 100-yard rushing games in his rookie season as yeah. uh, Stafford's you know, that's, that, that's pretty crazy, like, when we're talking about, like, oh, now you got Cam Akers. Like, that's the guy he's had in Detroit. That's yeah. Like, like, now you got Cam Akers. Yeah, but, uh, yeah now. Swift is going to be really good in Detroit. He would have had a yeah. really good one that would have had a multiple 100-yard yeah, I mean, games decent, there. But... He, had some, he had some people that throw no, the he did. Yeah, Detroit. no, he did. But it was, it was was mostly just they never had a complete team. Yeah, you know, no, they were never, Detroit, like, they were always, like, I mean, they had offensive talent. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit's obviously. They're, they're in the gutter. Uh, I mean, uh, LA's ten times better situation, but I mean, everyone that, I mean, I've talked highly of Stafford before. Trajan definitely talks very talk, highly of Stafford. Very, so, very highly. Of Stafford. Uh, we're gonna see. Uh, I expect him to do really well. I'll be really surprised if this somehow flops. I mean, they have the best defense in the league, uh, maybe. And uh, I mean, adding Stafford from Goff is obviously a huge upgrade. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, uh, this is the first time Stafford's really had a, yeah. really had a complete good. I mean, the first time he's ever been on a good franchise. Let's just say that. And uh, so yeah. I saw, I saw a lot of people saying like they don't think it's worth it trading Goff. Like he's not two first round picks better. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's worth it just because I mean now he's in his thirties. Yeah, he is in his thirties, I mean, and the contract's only two years. This could easily backfire. On oh the yeah, Rams. oh yeah. Because if you look at, I was looking at the history of players that were traded for multiple first round picks, and there, I think the list is eight players. It's not that long. Six of them completely flopped. Like yeah, they were like horrible trades. If you me. could take it back, one of them was like, eh, the J. It was the Jay Cutler one. Like, eh, Jake, like okay, you got Jay, Jay Cutler. Cutler. You made it to the NFC Championship game twice. It's like, yeah. eh, but you probably still would have liked yeah. to keep the picks. Yeah. Then the, the one that did work out is Jalen Ramsey, and like that's still kind of up in the air. But that's the one that yeah. like that was probably a good he's, move. He's, yeah, that's probably. I a think good Jalen move. Ramsey is worth two first rounders. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be surprised at Stafford. 
Yeah, but I mean, typically, typically, I just does not. I mean, the Bears for Khalil Mack. Um, yeah, that's, that's just that's not looking that good right now, just good. because. Um, I mean, he's at the time, I, yeah, he's I mean, still he's good, yeah, but he's not one, like, of, one of the best in the game. But I mean, that's he's just not, not wrecking it like he used to. Like he uh-huh. used to be like the most top. They, about that, I mean, that those would have been very good picks if they yeah. still would have had that. Yeah, but um, obviously, Earl Thomas, um, yeah. or not Earl Thomas. I mean, uh, Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams one is not looking too hot at all. Hell no, <laughs> that was. That was a horrible. Why would one. you try? I just yeah, two first round picks for two first round picks for a quarterback and two first round picks for a safety are two completely yeah. different things, especially uh-huh. a safety that can't cover. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that was a that's a horrible trade by scouts. My eyes is a good safety, but yeah, I mean, two first rounders. I mean, I guess that's just what they really thought. He's a missing game changer, game changer for the defense. I used to think Jamal Adams was really good. No, I mean, York, I, I, but now yeah. I, I, don't, I feel like he had a bad year this year, and just he just runs his mouth yeah. a lot. I don't know. Yeah, the the um, the Saints traded eight picks, including two first rounders and three oh, second for rounders Ricky, for Ricky Williams. That was Williams. Mike Ditka. They literally yeah. traded like their whole draft away for uh, yeah. freaking Ricky Williams. <laughs> Ricky Williams, that one didn't for a running out. back. Um, Laramie Tunzel, they traded um two two first for him. And oh, the the Texans. Yeah, the Texans yeah. traded two first and a second for Laramie Tunzel. I think they got or did they get Lamar Miller with that too? Yeah, I mean, not, what? No, they got Lamar and the. Um, or they traded. That, that was the Hopkins rounder. trade, dude. That trade was just as bad as the Hopkins trade. They didn't get Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Yeah. Twenty six. He was not part of the Hopkins trade. Lamar Miller, number twenty. No, no, they had Lamar Miller. They had Lamar. Miller. They was, David Johnson was part of the. I, I got them mixed up. I don't know why I got them mixed up. Oh really? I know what they traded to get for Lamar Miller. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, no. That was a shitty ass trade. Yeah, I I, I was talking about the Tunzel one. That's yeah. why. But I, dude, the Tunzel one was probably just as bad as the Hopkins dude. Two like, first rounders in a second I'm for Miami sure. Tunzel. I, I feel like Lamar Miller was part of that trade because he was on Miami. He probably was. It's probably Tunzel, Stills, Stills there. It's yeah, probably Lamar Stills, Miller. Yeah, it's those three. It was yeah, those. Three. It was those three. You remember? Yeah, because um, yeah, we see definitely not worth yeah. it. Yeah, two first rounders in a second. I mean, jeez. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's not what you're looking for there. And then the Hopkins trade was horrible. So, yeah, that one completely backfired. Jamal Adams pretty much already backfired. Khalil Mack, no. Jay Cutler's, eh. Ricky Williams, backfire. Keyshawn Johnson, not good. Jeff George, I don't know what I'm talking about. But all these, these guys aren't but, quarterbacks or any of these yeah. guys quarterbacks. No, that's because I, I think it was a good trade. I, I do like the trade. Guess... And from the Detroit Lions side of it, uh, I think it was a great trade for Detroit yeah, because, I mean, true. when you already say that you're going to trade a guy, yeah. you're like, all right, th- this guy, we're looking to move him. Yeah. And then you then still get two first and, and Jared Goff. Yeah, you get like a serviceable quarterback. Like a yeah. good, He's a good stopgap. I'm going to be interested time. to see how Goff does in Detroit. Oh, no, dude, he's an L.A. boy. <laughs> he's an L.A. city yeah. boy out there, dude. I think it might be bad. He needs to get a beard be or a mustache or something. Yeah, I think because, it might uh, be bad. Dude, he's not California life. I mean, he's just a Cali boy, man. With the Cali, L.A. He said he's happy where he's uh, he's somewhere where he's appreciated and wanted. So <laughs> good for Jared Goff. They was it had to be tough when uh I saw like you saw the GM they were interviewing the GM they're like what are your plans with Jared Goff? He was like Jared Goff is our quarterback at this moment. Like, <laughs> at this moment. At Jared this moment. Goff is our quarterback at this moment. <laughs> but yeah, that's just. But I mean Dan Campbell. Apps. Dan Campbell got a nice little start. Now he get two first round picks. Uh, so he's gonna get a stockpile of picks to work with there. He's going to get Jared Goff. I mean, I think he, he's going to have a decent chance to have success there. They signed him for six years. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think uh, Dan Campbell, I just, I mean. I, I like I the hire be of, hire of a, I like hire the hire of, who did he hire as his, uh, um, Anthony Lynn. I liked Anthony Lynn as his, his hire, as a coordinator. Yeah, uh-huh. 
I like that. I like. I think he's a really good offense coordinator. Just, yeah, and it's a head coach on the mm-hmm. on the staff. I yeah. mean, or an and that's that's coach. what I said for it. That's work. They need really experienced yeah, guys that are work around him, and that's exactly what he did. And he yeah. got first round picks, so it's off to a pretty good start there. Yeah, well, I'd say it's a win win trade for both teams. I know I know the Rams is up in the air because yeah, well, if that, I mean a, it's gonna have to be yeah wait and see for the Rams because their Super Bowl window now. I would probably say I mean four years max. Don't you yeah. say? Especially without these first round picks. I mean, you go seven years yeah. without the first round picks. They don't have a lot of young talent. Um, Super Bowl windows probably four years max. Yeah. Two years if we're being. I don't know, like who they're going to like, um, sign and stuff. Because I mean, I know, I know, like if you're looking, it's hard to know what's going to happen year to year in the NFL. So much shit can change. Because yeah. if you're looking at like who would have thought the Niners and the Cowboys and all those teams and the Eagles, the Eagles went from Super Bowl to, I mean, like things can change just yeah. like that in the NFL. They do. Pretty crazy. They change really so, quick. I mean, I know looking back, it, you could be like, "Oh yeah, that, that was not a very good yeah. trade." Yeah, it's, but uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Do you know um that this happened to be Matthew Stafford and his fiance and Sean McVay and his fiance happened to be in Cabo at the same time this deal went down. And they met up and had dinner. Really? Yeah. It just uh, happened. There was no tampering going on. They both like just the happened to be in Cabo. They could yeah, be friends. No, they honestly probably are friends, man. It just happened. They, no, yeah, just happened. Oh, okay, That's what they yeah. said. And then, like two hours after the deal, they had they were having dinner together. <laughs> so yeah, no tampering or anything going on. I, That's funny. Of course not. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, are, this was kind of behind. They're literally the same age. That's yeah, funny. That's funny. <laughs> I know. It's vacation life. together with the yeah. fiancés. A coach, just coach. Come on. But uh, another one of my other favorite storylines here is um, I think Clayton Kershaw and Matthew Stafford are gonna live together now. Uh, went to played high school baseball live together. together. Yeah, I mean they're both in LA. But they're both married, and they're gonna live together. I, th- I think they should live together, man. They should get back with the boys. Yeah, they join join a big house. Yeah, they're um, probably. No, I mean, but I mean, they're gonna be going to each other's games. You're probably uh, always gonna see pictures of them together. They're gonna be together yeah. a lot. Um, high school. Yeah, I mean, that, that high school baseball team and football team. Yeah, that's, that's a nice team. Yeah, right had, there. Had two great, great <laughs> athletes. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, they both went to the same high school. Whew. Yep, brother. They're like best friends growing up. Yeah, that's crazy. Because when I went to the Cowboys game like six years ago, I got a picture with Clayton Kershaw. He was really? there in the VIP press box. Seriously? Yep. Damn. Clayton Kershaw. I know. One of the best pitchers of all time. He's a choker in the playoffs. Probably the best regular season pitcher of all time. Chokes in the playoffs. And he's not like horribly bad in the playoffs. Like, I mean, no, his, his numbers are just average. So when you go to... He gets clowned, man. He gets clowned. It, okay. It, it is... Strange does job. his does his performance decline? Definitely. It declines, yeah, it drops. I mean, because his numbers in the regular season are just ridiculous, like yeah. almost unheard of. And then it's just average in postseason, pretty average. Why that happens? I, I I think a lot of it might just be mileage. I mean, maybe because he he makes so much starts because that's what they were doing. Like the month before the playoffs last year, the Dodgers were like, "All right, pitch you every eight days, really? pitch you like eighty pitches, and we want you fresh for the playoffs." Yeah. So they were number one the whole time, and he actually did. He pitched pretty good in the playoffs last really? year. Uh, he pitched pretty good. They won it all, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and he, he gave him some solid starts. And if it's still like, he still didn't light, light the world on fire. But since we're talking baseball, let's talk the Nolan Arenado trade. Uh, that was a blockbuster there. Do you know much about Olin Arenado for the Cardinals? Uh, yeah, he's on the Cardinals now. I mean, this dude. Cardinals. I mean, Olin Arenado. I mean, that was just absolute, I mean, complete trade rate there. I mean, they, they gave him like cap. The Rockies paid the Cardinals. They paid the Cardinals and they got a couple of picks for probably the best third baseman Something in baseball. This dude is a nine-time Gold Glove winner, a three-time home run leader. Um, 
five-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger. Wrong with him. Uh, no, I don't think anything's wrong with him. The, the Rockies GM has just a big history of making horrible trades like this. Really? And uh, yeah, and everyone, dude, the Rockies fans are so mad. It's kind of funny. Really? Like if you go to Rockies Twitter, holy shit. Like, we're going to go shoot this guy. He ruined our franchise. <laughs> we're like, no, we're going to be in the shitter were for the six Rockies years. Good? Huh? Were they any good? I mean, they were all right, but, I mean, they traded. I mean, they started trading everyone. So, I mean, now they're not. I mean, they kind of had a fire sale. And, like, they didn't even get much back. I mean, Nolan Arenado, when he traded a guy, like, I mean, he had a massive contract. So, that's the reason. I want to look but, at um, the Rockies Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it is very funny looking at their Instagram and Twitter. But um, I mean, he's a top three third baseman in the game, no doubt. It's a big get for the Cardinals, because uh, that was a hole they kind of needed to fill. And Cardinals now, Cardinals. Looking like they're, they're about to win it all. I mean, they have a chance. I mean, they have a chance to come out of the NL. The Dodgers are looking really good again. They're going to be tough to beat. They just kind of reloaded. But uh, yeah, what, what's the Rockies' comments? This guy said another devastating blow <laughs> for Rockies fans. <laughs> a big opportunity for Nolan to get a chance to get a win in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess they're just kind of happy for old Nolan. Yeah, they said this trade likely stems from Nolan Arianna's wanting to get out of Colorado due to the front office, front office's inability to make acquisitions for the team. <laughs> yeah, inability to make acquisitions for the team. That's so, one way to put it. So we got this, Rocks fans, even though it will be tough, a very bad trade for the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> the Rockies. <laughs> hey, it sounds like these fans are trying to be positive. Yeah, uh, that guy's trying on to be right, I haven't seen much in a positive light. This guy's um, profile picture is <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, what did he post when, when they traded Arnauta? It, uh, it's pretty funny. Like, just the Twitter page, like, just the Rockies Twitter page in general. Like, with um, the one, all the fans comment under it. Yeah. Wait. Um, Whoa. See, this guy. Um, this, this guy said, I'm so sorry that Montfrey and British <laughs> lied and betrayed you. All you wanted to do is win and bring us championships, but upper management decided to build a plaza instead. <laughs> I guess it looks, like, no, looks like there's a big management problem in Colorado. No, there is a big one. There's yeah. a big one. This is what uh, Meet the New Rockies, Let's Go, posted of a flex. They posted all the prospects they got. Let's not go. A kindergartner could negotiate a better deal. Worst trade in major sports history. Can we bring in a new GM and new owner into town? Damn. Fire the entire organization. Y'all really posted this. Just stop. Wait, what did he say? What did they post? Y'all, <laughs> it was of the prospects. It said, meet the new Rockies. Let's go. <laughs> Damn. That's what they got. They, just they got, said, no. Hashtag fire British. Worst trade. Yeah, everyone said They just it. got five prospects for them? Yeah, like no proven prospects. Like, really? I think one of them was like in the top 20 pipeline. Damn. Damn. Well, if one, of them, one of them might end up being a superstar and it might not look terrible, but. I mean, maybe. I mean, that's, that's really what, what they got to go for. Yeah, that's um, probably what the Rockies are hoping for, that one of them, or maybe multiple turn out to be superstars to replace their superstar. Yeah, but um, also while we're talking baseball, the Yankees signed Darren O'Day. Um, great relief pitcher. Great right-handed relief pitcher coming out to pin. Um, big pickup for the Yankees. And we did sign DJ LeMahieu, which I love. And we traded for Corey Kluber. So, I mean, the Yankees are looking loaded, looking like locks to win the World Series next year. So they've um, been loaded and just—they have, and and we just—I mean, we've had brutal losses. I mean, you go back. So I mean, game Rays. we lost we lost to the Rays game seven. Uh, that was that was brutal. I mean, that's absolutely a brutal loss there. Um, that's the second time we lost to the Astros in game seven because they cheated. We definitely would have won the World Series that year. Um, that I mean, it's just back to back years of Roldis Chapman giving up the game. I mean, just tie game in the bottom of the ninth and having a walk off home run hit on us. Um, just a horrible feeling. I mean, just horrible. 
Altuve, I mean, obviously saw the pitch and obviously didn't want to pull out the chest buzzer. Hits the home run. And then, um, yeah, I mean, 12 pitch at bat last year. Just a bunch of excuses. Smacks the bomb. Yankees have no excuses because, I mean, they can just buy any problems they have or anything they want. They have the biggest payroll in sports. Yeah, I mean, they, and they haven't won a World Series in how many years? It's been, it's um, been a while. It's been about 13 years. And they now. have the luxury of just buying away their problems, I feel like. Yeah, Not, I mean, there's no there's no salary cap in the MLB. Like the, yeah, that's so unfair. Like, the Yankees... <laughs> like Dude, the, the Rays had the smallest payroll in the league last year. Good for the Rays. Like, and they they're doing that, and the Yankees can't. The Rays, fucking... John Carlo, and um, and who who's our second highest played player? And I think Rollo Chapman was higher paid than the whole Rays team. Wow, that's wow, wow. Yeah, fuck actually, it. I think John Carlo was higher than the whole Rays team. Everybody hates the Yankees, man, because of that shit. How can you just? But they actually uh, did have the third highest. I mean, the Dodgers was like fifty million dollars higher last year. So I mean, see. All the best teams in baseball probably all got the highest payrolls, or or the best teams consistently. I feel like always are going to be the teams that can pay the most for the players because in baseball you can just buy away your problem. You just say, "Oh, I can pay you." That's like that's why when teams like the Rays, like what they did last year, was so special. The teams like the Rays when they do get that. uh, See, that's baseball is like that's terrible. They need to. They need to fix that. Like they need to yeah. fix this out. And then make it even for yes. make it even for teams. Just like every other sport. Yeah, because I mean you look at you look at the payrolls. I mean the Dodgers payroll is hundred eighty six billion or um, million. I mean the Yankees uh, is hundred eighty four million and then the Rays the the uh, Orioles is thirty four million compared to hundred eighty six and like the Orioles have so many like hoops to jump through yeah, to and, be, like, and, be and the Rays is forty one, so I mean Yeah like Teams like the Orioles have like just so many more like issues to go through, like to to yeah. be good. The, like the funny the thing is, the Angels have a third highest at one seventy five, and they still suck. Really, it's kind of funny. Damn, how do you how are you gonna suck and you have the third highest payroll, man? The Mets have the, the Cardinals have the the Cardinals have opened up the pockets. Well, the Cardinals, Cardinals, the Cardinals are the notoriously good. They're always good. Yeah, like, but always... Um, usually they're like kind of in the middle or smaller. But after that, oh, the Arenado oh. trade bumped it up a shit ton. Yeah, but they made the playoffs. Didn't they win a playoff yeah, series last yeah, year? Yeah, they did. They I, feel did like, but I feel like they're always like one of those teams yeah, like, that are yeah, always... No, they are. No, they are. Cardinals are a very good MLB, MLB franchise. Great MLB franchise. Top five. No doubt about it. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, they're, probably, they're probably right around five. Yeah. Probably right around five. The Yankees, the Red Sox. Yankees, the Red Sox. Cardinals. Um, number three. No, no. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Cardinals number three. I mean, I don't know if they're. they're I don't know if I would best, put them above they're the. They're the third best franchise in baseball. You're gonna put them World above. Series. You're gonna put them above the Giants, the Dodgers. How many World Series the Giants got? And they won three and five. I don't know how many they have total, but oh. I mean that was pretty impressive when they won three in five years. Cardinals got eleven, uh-huh. and they're always. I feel like they're like wins and just playoff appearances and all that. I feel like they gotta be up there. I swear they're always like I don't really remember a year they were just like just terrible. They probably have been, but I don't yeah. Know. But I mean, yeah, they probably are. But that's probably enough baseball talk. Uh, let, let, let's talk. Let's talk some college basketball. Um, we had a big week of college basketball. Big Saturday of college basketball. Mm-hmm. A lot of games that we could talk about there. Let's just go through. I'm gonna go through the game Saturday. Alabama and OU. Um, man, OU missing Austin Reeves and missing two starters. And going and beating Alabama. I mean, 
that's just pretty embarrassing for the SEC because that that's their best team from the from the ACC big for uh, for their conference for the challenge, and um, our the Big Twelve is probably I mean third or fourth best. They've been playing great recently. Don't get me wrong, but beat them without two of their starters. Um, this is a big win for OU. OU beat three ranked teams in one week. First time that's ever happened. Um, huge week for them. They they turned around and they, and they had a tough game. They battled with Tech last night. Uh, so o, OU's on the rise, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, but I think that uh, that OU Alabama game, I think that spoke more about Alabama yeah, as a OU, whole compared yeah. to OU. Because I mean, OU just played like OU does. Yeah. I mean, they didn't play. And then yeah, I don't. I I just uh, it's, losing without or being beat without Reeves, and I don't. Yeah. They had another starter out. That's just I don't know. I feel like that's. It's not good. OU, uh, they're a good team. I don't, I don't know if they're, like, they're. I, I'd say they're an average basketball team. I think they're having a really good, uh, really good streak, really good run here. Yeah, but if uh, they're the two seed in your have, region, yeah, you're happy. You're, you're really happy. Great about yeah, that. Even had, the three. Yeah, they had a really good month, but still, I don't think. Uh, I think they're good, but not overly. Like, I don't think they're a top fifteen yeah. team in the country. Uh, but yeah, Alabama. I don't. I don't believe in any of these SEC teams. Including Tennessee, uh, Missouri. They had a. Uh, they barely beat Tennessee. Yeah, the SEC, they, beat, they beat TCU in overtime. The SEC as a whole. Uh, yeah. When it comes to March Madness time, uh, anytime I see those SEC teams, I would have been surprised if LSU I'm beat Tech. That one, them. I was, I was yeah, surprised that, that one was so close. And LSU, I mean, choked that hard in the last minute. Yeah, I mean, uh, good teams said don't do what LSU did. Uh, LSU just, yeah, they just shit away. <laughs> yeah, that game. I mean, they were seven with the minute left. I mean, how clutch was that by Mike Mac McClellan? That was. Uh, in the three, then getting the steal and another. They three. were up seven with a minute left, left, and they lost by five. Yeah, they covered the spread. Yeah, that's uh, oh, that was great. Good teams don't do that, and uh, yeah, I just at the big tw- the Big Twelve SEC challenge. I don't know how that. Florida went. beat West Virginia. That was the one that that the yes. That I the think SEC Florida could get. be all right, especially if they get Keontae yeah, Johnson. Yeah, if Florida gets Keontae Johnson back, all bets are off for Florida. Yeah. I can see him make, making a really good yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Penn State beat Wisconsin. They they rematch again today. I really like Wisconsin yeah, in that I do one. Too. I think Penn, uh, Penn State I think got Wisconsin's going to beat them pretty good. Yeah, um, Auburn kind of hung with Baylor a little bit, which surprised me a little bit. Only lost by twelve. Um, Florida State's hot, hot streak ended. Georgia Tech gave them that eleven point win. Uh, that's that's a good win for Georgia Tech. Then they turned around and lost the next day. Then covered their spread. Got whacked. Who'd they get whacked by? Who yesterday? Georgia Tech. Oh, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville gave them the work after. I mean. At the college basketball, man, day to day, you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, that was a weird one o'clock Monday game. That was, man. <laughs> just one o'clock. I turned that on. My dad's like, "Is this live?" Yeah, yeah. A weird, yeah. That's a weird, weird time. Monday, one o'clock. <laughs> Georgia Tech just, I guess, they slept walk out at halftime. Yeah, I mean, they did not. They just did not come to play at all. But Virginia was up twenty nine to twenty one on Virginia Tech after the first half. Got outscored forty four to twenty two in the second half. Uh, man, right when Preston was saying, oh, yeah, Virginia's playing so much better yeah. now. Virginia looks like legit again. And then, of course, he said that after the first half when they were up eight. And I was like, yeah, dude. It is the second half playing. when they were up eight. They were up eight at yeah. one point in the second yeah. half, like 16 yeah. minutes in the second half. And turn the game. Or I look at the – and then it's tied. Then you turn the game on. They're down like Virginia Tech. Seven. Virginia Tech is a team. They are probably like the hottest and coldest team I've ever seen. And like, I, in college basketball here, because dude, they can go on a fifteen zero run like that, or they could. They're missing a get, guard get too. Uh huh. Yeah. So I. Uh, that's uh. 
Yeah, that was an impressive uh, win. Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech is a team I, I really like watching. Uh, they re- they really they're kind of they're similar to St. John's, not in the way because they don't play the full court press, but St. just John. in the way they hype each other up. And St. John's play. plays Villanova, I think tomorrow. Oh uh, yeah, St. John's they got a big win against Seton Hall. Yeah. Uh, Ninety minutes of hell. They're making the tournament. St. John's they are making the tournament. Julian Champagny, uh, the best player in the Big East. What can you say? <laughs> Posh Alexander, young freshman Dude. phenom for the Johnnies. Mike Anderson's got these guys playing, man. And Mike Anderson, he's a, he's a great coach. He's got these guys playing. Starts tomorrow when they beat Villanova. When they beat Villanova and they get that signature <laughs> number three ranked win and they shock everybody, it's when, they, it's when they're going to get started in their respect. If, if you guys haven't, haven't got a chance to watch St. John's play, you need to watch the play. they got a very unique style. Uh, they, they, they Their offense, it's a run and gun. They always try to shoot it before uh, – 10 second expires in the shot clock it. so they never set up in the half court for offense they always just maybe a dribble handoff maybe a pass it's into a shot or a drive through the rim then they full court press you all game yeah they rotate guys yeah it's just um, i just though if you had like a bet on them it is kind of scary because i swear they could oh they yeah. Lead oh, just yeah. Like that. <laughs> I feel like they're i think they're pretty young and uh just the way they play how fast they play and uh they're very sometimes they can be very turnover prone i've watched them i feel like i've watched st john's like quite a few times this year and just yeah. I do love the way they play, though. They play at uh-huh. full court 90 minutes press. of hell. 90 minutes yeah, of hell. Yeah, in your face. Super fast pace. Uh, yeah. I, so I hope they can somehow, some, somehow, some way squeak in the tournament. If they can somehow beat Villanova tomorrow, I mean, I feel like they're going to be right on that bubble. I mean, they'd be 12-7. and seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I hope. I, that's my team I'm rooting for. St. John's. St. <laughs> John's, St. John's. Yeah, Creighton did need that comeback to beat DePaul once again. Um, Tennessee gave it to Kansas. That was uh, – Kansas is just uh, not impressive at all. I mean, Kansas can't score. Do you like their spread against K-State tonight? Dude, I mean, it, it's I'm so hard for you to even – Yeah, I mean, it, maybe I – do I like the spread? Yeah, maybe. Um, but, dude, Mitch Lightfoot, I mean, dude, you've been at Kansas for like five he years. Sucks. And you've been playing the same role for five <laughs> years. Like – Dude, it's like I kept thinking that maybe you would make some progress, uh, but literally the past five years you have played the exact same. That just role. makes me mad, like thinking of like, can't like when I'm rooting for Kansas, man. I see Mitch Lightfoot come on the floor. <laughs> Mitch Lightfoot, he, yeah, he's same same role. I don't even know what he does. He's just like another. He's just a guy on the floor. I feel like at this point, uh, fifth year senior, bum. I've never seen him score a point, get a rebound. I just see him being bullied, dude. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like Matthew Hurt that can't shoot. Yeah, so, literally, and Matthew Hurt that can't shoot. That's that's yeah. a very that's a. I do because Matthew Hurt his defense. Oh my gosh, his defense is atrocious. Just just he just, always gets taken off the dribble. I mean Duke Duke try, Duke cannot guard me. I I could take Duke off the dribble, and they don't have any. Jordan Goldwire is the only guy. And he's aggressive as shit, so he still gets blown by. But I mean, we cannot contain the drive. I mean, it, it is just horrible. It's like you like someone's playing 2K and they don't know how to press L2 yeah, Coach, to stop the drive. They Coach, go right by every single time. Coach K is having migraines on the sideline during the game. Oh, yeah, dude. Coach uh, K, I mean, I mean, Coach K is probably aged like five years this year. Yeah. I mean, just because. He, he, hates, he hates this Duke team. Dude, he does. Yeah, he's just uh, he's not very good. I don't know. <laughs> See right later. He's going to say that. We just suck. Just suck. After they, who do they play next? Um, they play North Carolina next, dude. We need to see their schedule. They could definitely miss the tournament. No, they probably – I mean, dude, I mean, now they're in the next four out. I mean, you can't lose to Miami. That cannot happen. How do you lose to the Miami Hurricanes? That are, dude, that, that that is inexcusable. They were 6-10. That is like, inexcusable. That is not a game you see, can afford to Miami's lose. Miami's like last 
They lost by 12 to Wake Forest, 22 to Florida State, 14 to Notre Dame, and thir- or in 26 to Syracuse. I mean, that just can't in happen. A row in that just seven. cannot happen. They lost four games, four straight games by at least 12 points. I mean, they did get their the two best players back. They were both they carried still, the team, but like, I mean, that's still horrible. Where Duke is at right now, and like that's a win you got. I mean, if you watch that, dude, that was just such an ugly game. I mean, such a horrible game of basketball. Okay, from the get go. What what is Duke gonna go? North Carolina, Notre Dame. No, dude, but the thing is, like, there's not even that many like good games on the show. They really got to run the table, and they're. I mean, they're so inconsistent. They only play one more ranked team, dude. That's what I'm saying, and they need good like. But I don't think they're very good. I think they lose. They're gonna lose a couple on this. No, if they do lose a couple, they're screwed. They have to be. I mean, you have to beat Notre Dame. You have to beat North. You have to beat Wake Forest. You have to beat. Um, you got to at least split with North Carolina. Yeah, um, you got to split that. You got to. You got to split. Yeah, too. you got to win one of those at home. I'm really got to take two or three against Virginia, Syracuse, and Louisville. I mean, honestly, you got to take two or three of that homestand there. Yeah, I agree. If they That's go one it. and three, and then uh, they split right. with. If they go one and two there, they split with Carolina. Even if they do beat Georgia Tech and Wake Forest and North Carolina, they they'd probably be right on the cusp if they did that. If they went one and two in that stretch against Virginia, Syracuse, and Louisville, beat Wake Forest, beat Georgia Tech, beat North Carolina State, all three on the road, then split with Carolina and beat Notre Dame, they'd probably be like sweat, I, sweating it out on Selection Sunday. I just don't see Duke turning it around, really, honestly. I mean, I, I mean, I did until they lost to Miami. I mean, really? I, just, I, I I thought they were playing better. Uh they played one good game against Clemson, and Clemson has gone donged by multiple teams this year. And, like, and they beat Georgia beat Tech. Down. I mean, the Georgia Tech game was, and they still played Louisville. I mean, they're right there until 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 the buzzer on the road. I, I thought they played decent against Louisville. I thought they played pretty good against Georgia Tech. And I thought they played pretty damn good against Clemson. But I thought they were playing better than they have played. I mean, I know it's not saying much, but they were playing better than they have throughout the season. Yeah, and then they go and do that. So yep. I don't know. That just tells me that they're just not very good. I just don't think they're going to turn it around. I don't see them like running. But the even table. if they do, like, I mean, I don't see them beating a very good team. In, in yeah, it's going to end like, and if, if like Duke something happens like COVID with Duke, like they yeah. miss like three weeks of yep. game. Reps. Yeah, they're going to have to like win the freaking uh, ACC tournament. Uh-huh. They having tournaments this year. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I think they're having they an ACC to. tournament. But they have to have all the tournaments. That's like. I know that. Yeah, that about, is the best thing for me, honestly. Yeah. All, all the best conference games. Kind of how I like. I like to. That's how I like to base my bracket sometimes. Yeah. How, the, how they're playing in the tournament. Yeah. Have I, if I see a good a team playing good in the tourney, I think they're peaking at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I mean, it's just so big because I mean, those teams, so many teams that need big wins to yeah. solidify seating to get, yeah, get in the is. tournament. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's important. They're all important games, yeah. like for a lot of yeah. teams. So it's just yeah, obviously. It's great to watch. I love it. But um, let, let's do a little bit of guess that seed like we did last time, and give you a team. This is from Andy Kratz. Uh, no more Joe Joe Lenardi. He had some goofy ones last time. But um, how do you become a bracketologist? Just you actually go to bracketology school, St. John's. Are you serious? Yeah, they, they have bracketology class. Yep. Holy it bro. is actually a class. Wow, I need to take that. I think it's I think it's taught by uh, Joe Lenardi himself. Are you serious? <laughs> I, I actually think it is. Damn. It's, I'm going to say bracketology class. What the hell? Bracketology class. What? Yep, you can take it as an elective. Um, did you know you can take a bracketology? Yeah, it's at St. Joseph's taught by Joe Lenardi himself. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Bracketology. I would definitely be in that class <laughs> yeah. if I went to St. Joseph's. I would probably be in that class yeah, every single would, year. Damn. Learn, learn about the bracketology. Joe Lenardi teaching Joe Lenardi is a professor. Wow. Yeah, that would be. I bet that class is very popular. <laughs> yeah. Very Man, everyone's popular. trying to get in that bracketology yeah. class, no doubt about it. I bet it's just like one class. I doubt he does multiple uh, bracketology classes. Holy shit. Yeah. What the? Like, how? What, what is he even teaching? Yeah, I mean, just just how I mean, I'm sure the strength schedule, um, how the RPI, what right? he takes into account, yeah. like for how yeah. the brackets made and uh-huh. how the seating works, probably part of the eye test. Yeah, how, how you put? Because I mean, that is, I mean, he had to learn a lot to put together a whole yeah, bracket yeah. of 64 yeah. teams. I mean, probably like where to decide who plays where. Yeah, there's definitely a lot um, that goes into yeah. like the I mean, seating and like yeah, you who can't plays yeah, where, match up the conference teams. You yeah, can't, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there's I definitely there's a whole lot that goes into making that bracket. Oh yeah, so much. It, it's it's pretty ridiculous yeah. how much it's a beautiful thing. It is. But um, guess where what seed Oklahoma State is after that win against Arkansas? The seven. Yep, they got them right out of seven seed. That's hey. one for one there, right on the money. Um, guess what seed? Let's go West Virginia. Hey, lost it for Is this updated? This is updated. A five. They're a four. Ah, guys got them as a four. four. Yeah, that was, that was close. You're close, but um, let's go. Let's go ahead and go Texas Tech. A three. Andy Kratz got him as a six. That's Ooh. why I mean, if Texas Tech is a six, damn. Um, it's pretty. I know, pretty crazy. It's a but, um, three. Virginia who's? Shit. <laughs> ah. They're a uh, a. F- Four. Grass got him as a three. Three. Uh-huh. Mm. Tech at six. Tech at six. That's a three. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. They got, um... I mean, it's pretty interesting how, how he does his bracket. Ooh, Texas. Uh, six seed. Texas, he's got Texas as a three. No, he's got Texas as the last two seed. Uh, the one seed, he's got Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Villanova. Illinois has a two. Houston has a two. Iowa has a two. Houston's all uh, number five now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Houston's skyrocketing up those rankings. Uh, I think Houston, like, Houston's a much better team than Alabama. I would much rather see Alabama than I would see Houston. I, I'm a believer yeah. in Houston. Yeah, I would rather see Alabama than I would Houston as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, Houston's Houston's a very good team. They're uh, experienced. Big. They're they're huge. They're athletic. Yeah. They play hard. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of weaknesses to their team. Yeah, they have uh, they got guards that can score. Yeah, they have that one loss against Tulsa, but other than that, I mean, they've taken care of business of yeah. everybody. I mean, they they came back and played Tulsa and they beat them by like yeah. thirty. So have you um have you watched Drake play? Uh, I watched him a little bit. Uh, yeah, I've watched him play a little bit. I think if they I, even if they finish the regular season undefeated and even win their conference tournament, maybe get a ten seed. I do not think I'll pick them to win in March. I, I don't know if they got. I don't really? think they got what it takes to win in March. Uh, Why? Very inconsistent. Very, very inconsistent. What do you mean? I think they're they can show up and have a good game, but dude, they're the most inconsistent undefeated team I've seen in my life. Really? And they, they they go through stretches where I mean, it's just shaking. It, your head. It, it's just like how is this team undefeated? Like, <laughs> I would love to see this team play a team like OU and just wow. see what would happen because um. But I mean, they got they got a monster of a big man, but they just don't have like they don't have firepower offensively. Uh, they're pretty slow and methodical. They can like their games, dude. Look how close so many other games are. But Drake's, I mean, they they have like maybe not a ton of them are, but the games that I watch, I mean, pretty much all of them come down to the wire. 
They're playing Illinois State, dude. They made me sweat sweat that one out like, so then they like nobody's the business. Yeah, then they kicked, yeah, I mean the next day, yeah, they did. Um I think they could make it maybe win a game in the tournament. Yeah. I mean it, it depends who they get, but I, I don't think I'll pick them. Probably not, unless they play an SEC team or something. I think they could I think they um, could definitely get a win in the tourney. I mean they're good enough to. They're ranked I mean, now. They are? Yeah. I mean they probably five. deserve to be ranked. Um I saw there's four teams. Four undefeated teams left in college basketball. Uh, Gonzaga, Baylor, Drake, and Alabama A&M. Uh, that's like Alabama, they're like 4-0. They play like four games. <laughs> and they're like in the swag. And it was like, I saw this graphic. It's like, oh, yeah, one of, one of the four undefeated teams, baby. Go. I that's think fun. Baylor's might come to an end tonight. Think so? Yeah. Really I, know, I feel like it definitely could. And I think it, I mean, it's got to happen at some point. I, really I don't think they'll, they'll run the table. No, I don't either. And I mean, what better play here than Shaka coming back? Now we got um, Sims and Ramey playing. Yeah, I really like Texas' line in this one. Yeah, five and a half. Five. I think it's going to come down to the, mm-hmm. the last possession, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't see this Texas team. I mean, they're going to they're going to come ready to play, man. Shaka's going to get this team. I mean, I'm just maybe a little nervous. Maybe Sims and Ramey aren't completely like 100. percent Right. Only, only concern. Well, they've um, had a lot of rest. They didn't play the Kentucky game. Uh, they've had it. I mean, it's at home. They've yeah. had a lot of. A Hopefully a lot of time to prepare. Yeah. Uh, we got finally got Jace back in there. Yeah, and Ramey. Uh, you got a lot Ramey's of run. Bit, he's a big one. And Jericho Sims. I mean, it's two starters. Yeah, no. Two yeah, seniors. no. I mean, those guys are. I mean, those guys. Obviously, I know that they're back, and that's huge. I'm saying. I mean, we haven't had a game where where everyone's back yet. Yeah. This game, we got all twelve scholarship players going to be playing. Um, Donovan Williams too. He's been playing. He, he gave good minutes against OU. Yeah. I like Donovan yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, starting to like him more and more. That's number ten. Yeah, number ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been playing a little bit this year. Yeah, I know, and I like when we bring him in. And Roy Sam too. I mean, Texas is like nine deep, like nine deep yeah. of guys that I feel confident when they're on the yeah. floor. Yeah. And, and uh, well, I I forgot what uh, he's like Hawaiian or something. He's not, but you can give him some hepu or Nika hepu. Oh yeah, like, um, um, hepa. Yeah, hepa. hepa. Yes, yeah. Kamaka hepa. Yeah, I like minutes. him too because uh, I mean, he's big. He can play D. He, he can shoot a little bit. And again, Will Baker back. I know he gets minutes. Uh, a little, I don't know. I think he's That's just a pretty much 10 deep now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Kai Jones, dude. I, I think Kai Jones is going to be pretty good in the NBA. Yeah. I, I think he has he's the tools to be pretty very good. Very athletic. Very athletic. He's got a nice handle on the ball. He's yeah. got a good stroke. He can play D. Yeah, he's a, um, he's, he's he's good. I like him, but he's he had to start last, his last game at center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right he, now, he has an insane amount of confidence. I can tell he you that. Does. He, he likes to shoot the ball. Like, <laughs> I man, you look at him, I don't think he's much of a shooter. But then he, No, but he, he, he likes to let that thing fly. Yeah. He likes to let it fly. Yeah. But I, I, I'm liking Texas spread tonight, too. Yeah, I, I really am. Like, I, I don't know. Baylor's 17-0. Like, I don't know. I can see them losing tonight. Texas mm-hmm. at home. And Texas, I mean, Baylor's, I mean, old and experienced and really really and good Baylor's Texas a, is also a great team but yeah i mean texas i i think i'm a believer in texas i think they're gonna make a big run in march that's what we've been saying this uh, whole i think time. texas is really good uh, yeah yeah i think they uh i mean yeah, no they, doubt about, it. No doubt about it they're really good they have four seniors and a five star mm-hmm. in their starting lineup yep uh i mean they're experienced deep uh well coached hopefully this year and uh i i, I like texas a lot if they go another one and done in the tournament, no way, tournament, no way, shotgun. no. If they don't make the Sweet Sixteen, I mean, Sweet Sixteen would still be disappointing to me. Yeah. I'm expecting Final Four this year, honestly. Yeah, if they don't, so I got my hopes if, up. If they don't, 
they're going to, I mean, I haven't, Shock Smart hasn't won a tournament game yet. Uh, so, I mean, if he doesn't fucking win one this year, I don't care how Dude, they end up. I, I think whoever Texas plays in the first round is screwed. No way. I know. I don't know. There's no I mean, way. I mean, watch him beat on like two and a half. You're just like, oh yeah. my gosh. They're playing like freaking Drake or something. <laughs> Texas, I don't know. They'll probably be a two seed, so they'll probably get a. They'll probably get like a Hopefully, they don't get one of those sneaky teams, man. Don't give us a UMBC. Yeah, don't give us a team with some sauce. I, I don't care who it is. Any of those. Texas should beat any team that they get scared. Have you seen UMBC? Two. Have you watched them play it? No. They got a 5 2 point guard. Wow. And he's like their best player. He's averaging like 20 and 9. And dude, he's a beast. Well, I hope Five Texas two, could Little contain. dynamite. Well, <laughs> well, him playing his UMBC and his whatever conference he's in to Texas basketball, I think it'd be another whole different world for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that'd be tough, dude. Just 5-2 against those type of athletes. And I know that like wherever he plays in his conference, they have good athletes. But like when you get yeah. to like Texas athletes... Like it's not. I feel like it'd be a different story. Yeah, Dude, imagine that guy time. going to the rim. Uh huh. I mean, I feel like he would just get his shit. I, I don't think he time. would go to the rim too much. I think he'd probably be looking to looking to dish, be more of a distributor again if he played Texas. He'd be looking to dish and maybe shoot like I don't know if he's like a deep three point guy, but maybe shoot like some thirty foot. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta talk a little bit. Of, let, let's talk a little bit of NBA. I was watching a lot of games last night. I was watching the Hornets and the Heat. The Heat were up ten with two and a half minutes left. And Malik Monk just went complete MJ mode. It was, I mean, it was crazy. He literally looked like Michael Jordan out there. Uh, I finished with 36 points. He was damn. He was eight. He was nine for 13 from three. Um, three of those threes coming in that last 2:30. He had a very, very tough shot to tie it with 13 seconds left. Um, and Malik Monk's been able to do this when he's got hot. Even at Kentucky, you're like, dude, this dude doesn't Malik miss because he's got ball. And he yeah, ball. no, he's like, he, he's probably the streakiest. I mean, he could get yeah. hot. I remember and, him at Kentucky. He, and Devontae Graham, dude. Devontae Graham yeah, is yeah. so good. He is so good. Every time I, he shoots it, they have a lot of guards. I think it's going in every single time. They have a lot of guards. They do. Lamelo's starting mm-hmm. to come into his own. He's winning rookie of the year. Yeah, I need to trade some of those guards, honestly, because... Um, well, Lamelo isn't going to... Terry Rozier can, can go, Terry Rozier. go trade Terry Rozier, oh dude. God. I want to see, well, no see Lamelo, Malik Monk, and Devontae Graham. Well, yeah, I know. a ginormous deal. Like he's really just eating minutes at this point yeah, because and salary. Yeah, I mean because we just you don't you don't need that. I yeah. mean you don't you want to see your progression, man. You don't need yeah. to see scary Terry right yeah. now. I mean I I feel like teams like he's still a really good backup point guard. I find it hard to believe oh, yeah, that like yeah, maybe yeah. like I don't know a team just needing a backup point guard wouldn't wouldn't go trade for. But him. a backup point guard for the contract he's on. Yeah, he is on on a god off contract. Every, it's like three years or something, like sixty million. Yeah, yeah, it no, a it's lot. yeah, it's a really bad one. Terrible. But um, I'm Terrible. I'm thinking of teams that maybe could use a guy like Scary Terry. Um, it, most of the teams actually have pretty decent backup point guards. The Bucks could definitely use them. Um, he'd probably be decent on the Jazz. The Lakers probably have no use for him. The Clippers. Now I could see Scary Terry doing pretty good on the Clippers. They really need that. Reggie Jackson yeah. ain't getting it done for them. He's not. I mean, not really. He's been hurt quite a bit. I don't think he's very good backup point. Reggie I mean, he's Jackson. decent, but I just remember him on LKC, man. He was always mad because Westbrook was playing. Dude, I know. Minutes. <laughs> thought he was so good or something. <laughs> he was always mad, but oh yeah, that's what we got to talk about. How about the Brody giving it to Kevin Durant? Uh, Forty-two points, twelve rebounds, nine assists, and absolutely. Um, this KD was scared. He, he was scared of him at the end. He was trying to get the ball. 
Um, <laughs> couldn't get open, so they passed Timothy Luwagu Cabarro. I think I had a wide open layup. He did, and he just rolled in and out. Uh, wide open. He just, yeah, he just missed that but one. But I was so happy to see that, man. Yeah. Um, Westbrook was talking mad shit the whole game. Not just Kevin Durant, but he was, he got, he got double teed in the fourth quarter. It, it, it was just really? great to see the Brody being, being the Brody again, yeah. man. He, lo- he looked electric. He didn't look like he was being slowed down anymore. Yeah. Um, dude, I, I saw what, what Wobe tweeted the other day is Russell Westbrook had enough energy tonight to power a small village. Yeah, <laughs> and that was a true tweet because he was playing with so much energy. It was like that prime OKC with the now, fans. Now Bradley Beal <laughs> doesn't want to trade. Yeah, I know. Said. Just because of Westbrook. Honestly. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, damn. If Bradley Beal left, he'd really be hanging yeah. Westbrook high and dry yeah, right there. And as Bradley Beal came down, hit that three, seven seconds left. Kevin Durant runs away from the inbound yeah. um, right when they throw it to him. Right to Westbrook, smacks a three. Um, just beautiful. Just beautiful stuff. Seeing right there. Clutch. I knew I knew that. I, I had a great feeling that was down when Westbrook shot that. <laughs> but I'm also with the minute left. Westbrook took it right to KD's face. Um, just made KD fly backwards. Should have been an and one. Got hit. Uh, and then yeah. and then and then got the layup and then rocked the baby on Kevin Durant. The minute left. I mean that was just it was beautiful to see. Um, Kevin Durant, you shouldn't have rested against OKC. Uh, because you should have rested against the Brody. Because that's when the true revenge was coming. I know you didn't want to play in OKC. Um, you're you're scared. You're scared of the young guns. Scared of Dort. Scared to get shown up by <laughs> by the fans. But Westbrook gave it to you. It was coming either way. Scared of Dort. Dort. would lock up KD. Dude, I know. I, I I would love to see that. In the I would actually see love to see Dort and KD going at it. Yeah, I feel like Dort could match up with them, but I feel like KD would definitely still get his. But I mean, I feel like Dort could do an all right job. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's just not Tony Allen again. No, yeah. Tony Allen, I, Shit. Kevin Durant still has nightmares about that. Yeah, he does. Tony Allen owned KD. <laughs> yeah, Here and there. KD definitely got his, but there was times Tony Allen was, yeah, he was in his freaking grill, dude. He was. But um, still talking about the NBA, the, the Jazz, their great run came to an end. Um, it was the Nuggets. I mean, every time the Nuggets and the Jazz play, it's, it's honestly must-watch TV. That, that seven-game series yeah, they had was incredible. And uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell was playing, and Jokic just went berserk. He had 28 points at the end of the first quarter. Um, ended with 47, 12, and 5. 28 points. At the 28 end of points the first. after the first quarter. What was Gobert doing? Dude, I mean, Jokic was just smacking everything. I mean, pick and pop, bang! It was he's pump faking <laughs> like weird ass spins, one legged fades. I mean, Jokic is like Jokic. Honestly, needs to just look to score more. I know he's an incredible passer, and it's yeah. great to watch him. But dude, I mean, he turns down a lot of shots. Yeah. Dude. He'll do like an extra pass. Like, don't you see Jokic do that all the time? Yeah. That yeah. I do. Like, you are four feet from the basket, and yeah. you have like the greatest touch of anyone I've seen. Like, dude, Jokic is great, man. He's, I know he is. He's, he's, he's honestly, I think he's odds on favorite to win the MVP right now. You sure? Mm-hmm. Like it's him and Embiid were right yeah. there, and then LeBron is right there as well. Really? But um, I, I've seen it both ways the past week. I've seen it both ways. Yeah. But um, I feel like LeBron's gonna win MVP this year. I do too. Last I'm year. To think. I mean, just because they, I mean, he's got snubbed a couple years now. Honestly, they're just gonna give it to him. But the Nuggets have been playing better recently. They're they're starting to get it going. Uh, you figure they would. They're back to twelve. The NBA standings are starting to take shape. You can see the better teams are starting to rise through the yeah. top. Uh, that early season it was kind of murky. You're kind of what's going on here. But um, now you look at the East and you got Philly. They have they have a nice lead. They have a nice hold on first right now. Two and a half lead, two and a half game lead over the Bucks and the Nets, uh, who are tied for second place. So it goes Philly, the Nets and the Bucks, 
Then you got Boston setting at four. And they're going to be without Marcus Smart for, for a while, probably three weeks, yeah. three to four weeks. And I think it's a big loss for them. I think it's a bigger loss for them than people think. I think, um, I think Steph Curry, I'm definitely taking the over on his points tonight. Because I don't know who's going to guard him. Is Peyton Pritchard going to guard him? Is <laughs> um, Kemba's going to guard him? Yeah, Brown. please. Huh? Jalen Brown, would they throw him on him? I mean, he's not quick enough to stay with Curry. I mean, he's a good defender, I but I, go I think he's tonight. better. Yeah, I think Curry will go off tonight. I'm at home against the Celtics. Big game. I'm pretty sure it's on ESPN. Um, um, Kim, they're gonna, time. Yeah, they're gonna, it's prime, 9 o'clock on TNT. You're going to have uh, Kimber or Pritchard on them. Um, I really think Curry is just going to – I mean, and even if they don't, they're going to try to take him away. So he's going to have a lot of assists. Andrew Wiggins has been playing great the past two to three weeks. He's been, he's been playing really? out of his mind. Yeah, he's been, he's been shooting down. the ball very well. Uber's been doing better. He's still not shooting it too great, but – um. Having, having Draymond back really helped that team. Yeah. I, I think I actually really like the Warriors to win tonight. Think? They're, they're getting two and a half points, too. I don't know. But the Celtics have lost twice in a row, so they'll be in desperate need for a win. They'll come out. It's it's primetime game Tatum for them, too. Brown, yeah, I mean, they're still a good team. Kimba. I think I like Steph Curry's over definitely more than I like the, the Warriors to win. Yeah. I think it'll be a good game. It'll definitely be a fun game to watch. I think yeah. I'll be tuning into that one tonight. Yeah. Uh, then you got the Pacers at five. And, dude, the Pacers – I got to talk about how the Pacers completely choked that game against the Joel Embiid-list Sixers. First of all, if you look at the Sixers, when Joel Embiid is on the floor versus when he's off the floor, it's two completely him. different teams. And they were they had a 13-point lead with, I think, seven minutes left in the fourth and let Furkan Korkmaz go insane and beat him. And, I mean, they were – Miles Turner was – he got severely bullied by Dwight Howard. I mean, dude, it was bad. I mean, he, he was calling – I mean, he was his little girl. It was daddy's little girl. Yeah. I mean, that's... Dwight was showing the better impression. Dude, I, I mean, man. Dwight was just... I'm, dude, I mean, it was it was just really making me mad. Because Miles Turner have... finished the game with the 9 and 5 in, uh, in 32 minutes. And Dwight Howard had 11 and 16 in 22. 16 rebounds Pacers, to his 3. I mean, he was crazy. The Pacers are on a little losing streak here, man, I think. Uh, I mean, I feel like at one point they were like... No, I know, but like that, losing Oladipo... Right to yeah, just having have no Levert. one, yeah. if they would have had Levert. But now, like, their depth is starting to show up because yeah. now they're playing TJ McConnell at the end of games. And uh, he was really pissing me off, too. He's been one of my favorite players, but uh, he was just, he was sucking in the last two <laughs> He had two turnovers, bricked the free throw, was just getting taken on the defensive God. end. And, like, TJ, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, um, Pacers. I remember I was I said something good. I thought the Pacers, oh, look at their starting five. Uh, but yeah. now, now they're just starting to but, look um, like a – I want to call out Paul Pierce for being a dumbass because um, he said the Heat are going to miss the playoffs. That was his that was his grand prediction, and um, they're two ga- they're one game out of the playoff race right now, and they've been hurt all year. And the six, seven, eight, nine, ten, but you only have to be a ten seed to make the playoffs this year. He said, he no, said, you have to be a nine. He said the Cel- I was watching. Yeah. He said the Celtics would sweep the Nets right now. Yeah. Sweep them. Yeah. All right, Paul. But um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't think the Nets would get one? Yeah, but he got the Hawks at six. Well, I think the Hawks are probably gonna make the playoffs. The Cavs at seven, and the Hornets at eight, and then the Bulls at nine. And I mean, you don't think the Heat are gonna get up there, dude? I think you're tripping. Um. With with Jimmy out there, and now they're getting healthy again. They're definitely gonna make the playoffs. Dude, what the hell's going on with um, the Mavericks? They lost again last year. Dude, I know the Mavericks are. They've lost six straight. God. Uh, Devin Booker. That was that was a brutal loss they had the there. Um. Yeah, do you see a three by Devin Booker? Yeah. Buzzer, that was cold, man. Um, Luca, I mean, free Luca, dude. I mean, Luca needs some help, man. I, I'm starting to feel really, really bad for the man. 
Uh, he's just putting up triple doubles every night. Uh-huh. Um, it's like it's honestly looks like MJ with the Bulls when they had really bad players around him. Bad, what they do this offseason? They added Jay Rich for Seth Curry. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean they just got to start winning some games. I mean now they're getting healthier now since they got uh because Kristaps was playing like dog shit, but he actually played all right. He had nineteen and ten, six yeah. for fifteen from the field and three blocks. I mean, Kristaps, he, he's at, Jay Rich is back in the lineup. So, Jay Rich and Kristaps are both back now. Jay Rich has been out for a while. He, he came back last night. He, he had 24, 5, and 4, and 36. So, that helps him a ton. I mean, yeah. Jay Rich coming back is huge. Yeah. Uh, he is 9 for 16 from the field. Um, but Maxi Kleber, he's got to give him more. I mean, he's been an absolute <laughs> zero this Kleber. year. He's I been like an absolute zero. I feel like every time I look, he's out. Tim Hardaway Jr. Right. is playing now again because those two guys are out. So, they're going to be a lot better now. Um, they're, they're getting healthy. I, I expect the Mavs to go on a little run here. Let me see who they're playing next. They're playing the Hawks on the road. Um, but what do you think about the Wizards are favorites against the Blazers tonight? That's interesting to me. Who's on the... Who's on the injury report for the yeah. Blazers? That's what I'm going to check. Because it might be. It's probably Nurkic, uh, which is a big lot. If Nurkic was playing, I would definitely take the Blazers because yeah. the, the Wizards have no big man. Who's um, that big? Dude, I mean, the, the Wizards' big man right now is Mo Wagner, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's their center. Dude, Notre Dame's down 10 already. Dude, no way. Just kidding. <laughs> They're up oh 6. Oh, my gosh. I was about to lose my <laughs> mind. Gosh, you can't do that to me, dude. But um, CJ's still out. Nurkic is out. Um, Cubs going to play. Is Damien in? Damien Dame is in, yes. Is CJ in? Derek Jones. No, CJ's out for a month. No CJ, no Nurkic, no Collins, no Derrick Jones. That's a lot of guys. That is a lot of guys. What's, the, the, what's the spread? But two the, and a half. But like the Wizards outside their last game, like they've been getting. Dude, I mean the Wizards gone, only have two players, bro. dude. I, I mean know. they literally only have two players. I, I mean like they are so bad outside of Beal and Westbrook. It's it's atrocious. I mean you just look what's at their starting five. They're starting five. Westbrook, I mean, I mean David Bertans. I don't know what, what Scotty's doing there. I mean, they're paying him eighty million to play twenty minutes Bertans. a game. I, I, he's got to be like their third. Their starting lineup is uh, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Denny Advija, who has just been shit this year. Uh, I, yeah. I thought he was going to be pretty good, but I, I every time I, I've seen him airball three times, and I don't even really? watch the Wizards play that much. He sucks <laughs> on defense. Wagner's on um, the Wizards. Yeah, and then they got Rui Hachimura at the four, which he is not bad. Um, I, I, I think Rui's going to be good. He's going to have a solid NBA career, but he's not going to be like a star. Yeah. Um, but he's averaging 30. He's probably by far and away their third best player. Really? Uh, yeah, far and away. I and mean, that's a big three you have there. And then Robin Lopez at the five. <laughs> they got yeah, Robin. And then, and then coming off the bench, Bertans has got to be starting, I, I think, over at Viha. I'm not sure why he's not. I mean, he's. He's it's either him or um, Rui's their third best player, but for some yeah, reason Scotty Burkson want to play Bertons. Their bench is David Bertons. That dude's their seventh man, Gar- Garrison Matthews. Uh, he's Damn. never he's he's a G League lifer. Holy shit! Uh, but he, he's getting some minutes now. Damn. Um, yeah, they are. And then after that, Mo Wagner is their next guy. <laughs> Ish Smith, Alex shit. Lynn. And uh, yeah, not, the that's Wizards roster. Dude, the Wizards roster is absolutely atrocious. Like it's it is terrible. T- that losing Thomas Bryant was a blow that they absolutely could not afford to lose because he was he was actually he was having a really good year. I like Thomas Bryant a lot. I thought he was what he was like. What happened to him? Top fifteen center to me. He like towards Achilles. He's out yeah. for the year. His roster, um, that roster is brutal. Yeah, no, it's it is. I mean, it's literally Beal and Westbrook against oh my the world. God. 
Yeah, literally. Holy shit. <laughs> I basically feel really bad for you know, I think for West, I think Westbrook could have another big game against Dame. No, I mean, I think he will, but, dude, I mean, I just don't, like, they're favored. What? Like, I just... Well, it, the, it just... The Trailblazers are missing. Dude, but no, the Trailblazers are, like, they're still deeper, though. And they still have a lot more good players, if you look at their roster. I mean, the, the Blazers are, like, 12 deep. They're one of the deeper teams. And they still got guys... I'm, I'm going to see who is in there, who is going to be active tonight. And, I mean, it's still significantly better than whoever the Wizards have on the roster. The Wizards are... <laughs> God, man. I mean, because the Blazers starting a lot of now. It's going to be... But, but the thing is, I don't even care, really, because Gary Trent is actually playing now. Gary Trent played 38 minutes the other game. He had 25 points, four steals. It's like, wow, wow. Yeah. You, you finally played Gary Trent. <sighs> but um, we had... With the Wizards comeback, and uh, did you see how the Blazers won that one game against the Bulls? Wait. How oh, the Blazers yeah, yeah, won that yeah, one yeah, game? Yeah, that yeah. was a. Uh, there has yeah. never been a season in NBA history where five for two teams have came back from more than five points with under ten seconds left and happened back to back nights. Really? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I wonder what the live odds were on that on those were. Yeah, not not good at all. I tell you that, not good at all. <laughs> Hell no. Um. But yeah, the the Blazers starting a lineup now. The Sierra Little actually had twenty eight points the other night, so uh, he, he's another guy that can plug and play for the Blazers. But it's probably going to be um, Damian Lillard, Gary Trent, Robert Covington, Melo, and Canner, um, which isn't bad. And then you have Rodney Hood, Nasir Little, Afrony Simons, and Harry Giles off the bench. So, I mean, their their roster is still. I mean, that's just so much better than the Wizards. And the fact that they're just they're favored. Like I, uh, I, I'm I just staying away. I just can't. I don't know how the Wizards can be favored yeah, in that that's game. That's a toss up. I I don't know, dude. I mean, the Wizards still. I mean, the Blazers still decent. But, the Wizards got to win some games eventually. I think. No, I mean they. Yeah, I think it's about a toss up, and I like it. I think it'll probably be close. I, I don't think the Blazers will get blown out. Yeah. I, I really like the Blazers in the two and a half points. I'm picking them tonight. I don't know if the Wizards can blow anybody out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think you'll you'll feel comfortable with that. I I like if I had to pick who's gonna win that game. Like if your balls were on the line, who would you pick to win that game? You think? Probably the Wizards. Probably the Wizards. I think you might be losing some balls. I don't but. know. Just with with all who's uh Portland's missing. It's just, yeah, that's, that's four guys. Yeah, but uh, let let's end the show here. Let let's make our money makers. Let's go. Uh, oh, look. Let's go. Um, let's give three college or no. Let's just give five. It can be five, five. of um. It can be college or NBA. College or NBA. Okay. Okay. Well, my first pick is Wisconsin's first half spread, negative four and a half. Yeah. Uh, I like Wisconsin on a bounce back against Penn State. It's on a back to back. Uh, they just recently lost them, so Wisconsin's obviously the better team. They're at home, <clears throat> coming off a loss to them. I expect them to come out playing hungry, mad, and uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna take their full game spread and their first half. I really like Wisconsin against Penn State tonight, yeah. so that'll be my first. Yeah, I like I like half. a little. If you're on Bovada, you have a double result. It's minus one sixty. They're going to be leading after halftime. They're going to be winning. Uh, I think I, 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 I like that. both of those. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Is it on Henry's? No. It's, I, I, look, I don't think it is. I mean, you might want to look to see it if might be it might be. On the live. Maybe a Penn State. It will be on the live. It will be like on the live. Four zero yeah. lead or something. Oh, that'd be juicy. <laughs> that would be juicy. Yeah, we're in. But um, my, my first pick, it's going to be. Uh, I'm gonna take Texas. I'm gonna take Texas in the five and a half points I'm against Baylor. That too. Is that gonna be your big log though? Uh, yeah. Save it for the last. Save okay, it for the last okay. one, because I'm gonna go Texas getting five and a half at home. 
This seems too too good to be getting five and a half points against any team in the country. It's not simple at home. They're just too good to get five and a half. It's disrespectful. Um, three and a half, maybe at most. Maybe do the money line too. It's just Baylor sixteen. I just I feel like Baylor's just so good. Like I, I'm I'm not putting too much money against Baylor just because they're so good. But um, I just feel like eventually they gotta lose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I, every time I think that, I'm like, this this is the game. Maybe they'll lose, and then Jared Butler will hit seven three. Jared Butler, dude, it's well, they haven't played by far and away the best shooter in college basketball. They haven't played a team like Texas yet. But have you have you seen like every time I watch Jared Butler is like seven for nine from three. Yeah, like it's actually insane, yeah. and he averages three steals. Yeah. He is definitely, I think he's silently one of the best players in the nation. I think he's the best player in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Um. Just because, I mean, when you, when you can shoot the ball like that, you average three steals a game. Yeah, he shoots fifty percent too. Dude, I mean, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, my second pick. Yeah, forty six percent from three. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Great defender. My second really pass. Yeah, he's 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 really good. Baylor, I mean, yeah, Baylor's Baylor and Gonzaga are definitely the two best teams in the country. And Baylor's got a guy that can really really block shots. Really. Yeah. Really block shots. One of the best shot blockers I've seen yet. He has some long hair. Um, when they were playing OSU, dude, I, no yeah, one on OSU wants to interact at Texas all. Tonight. Really they have like no Texas. fans tonight? Texas has no fans? I don't know how they're doing that, but I wish they had a full arena. Yeah, I know. I'd really like them. <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> uh, my second pick, though, is going to be Iowa. Nine and a half points against Michigan State. Uh, Iowa's uh, coming off a loss. I think that's two out of the last three. So uh, Michigan State, they've just looked absolutely atrocious. Uh, they've shown no life, no hope. They're just getting crushed by everybody. And Iowa's coming off the loss. Uh, I think Iowa's ten, 10 points better than Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State showed me nothing other to that proves that notion wrong. Uh, I just lost by 30 to Rutgers and then lose by 15 to Ohio State. And Iowa's better than both those teams. And they're coming off a loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like them getting a nine and a half points against Michigan State. I don't think it gets any better for Michigan State That's here. Solid pick. That's a solid pick. My second pick is going to be North Carolina, minus two and a half against Clemson. Um, watching Clemson play, from my eye test, um, they, are not a, they are not a very good team. Um, and maybe I'm watching them at the wrong times, but every time I watch, they, they, get, uh, they get slapped. I mean, just slapped. They, they, they aren't good at protecting the paint. They're very susceptible in the paint. Very, very. That's when, when Duke was playing them, dude. They just had absolutely no resistance. I mean, Matthew Hurt was looking like Al Horford really? down there in the paint. Um, <laughs> Joey Baker was going to work. I mean, we were posting dudes up. And um, the same thing happened when I, when I saw him play Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia Tech center, I don't even know, but he had like 22 and 14. It's like they decided. And North Carolina, that's the strength of their team. They like to bang it down there low. Yeah. So I think this is a really good matchup for North Carolina. And they need wins. I mean, they're, it's, they're another blue blood that needs – I mean, they're in a way better spot than Michigan State and Duke yeah. and Kentucky, but they still need wins. I mean, they're, like, projected eight seed right now. So, I mean, they need they need this win. i like them to go in there and get it. Uh, my third pick is going to be uh, Wisconsin, minus eight and a half, their full game spread. Uh, like I said earlier, just everything I said earlier, I like Wisconsin in this game a lot, uh, eight and a half points. I think they win by double digits. I yeah. think they take care of them like pretty easily tonight. But um, my third pick is going to be the Clippers, minus one and a half against the Nets. Great doubleheader on TNT tonight. It's must-watch stuff. I think the Clippers are going to beat the Nets. I think the Nets, um, it's going to be a great game to watch, obviously, but I think the Clippers are further along at this. I, I think they're, they're playing the best in the league right now, and uh, they're going to come out 
with I mean they 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 want to prove they want to have a big win tonight they want to show everyone uh, they're missing Pat Bev which makes me like them a little bit less but I still think they get it done tonight the, the Nets still aren't quite like a well oiled machine yet they've been playing better but um yeah I, I think the Clippers are are better at this stage I think they're gonna come out and Kawhi and Paul George are gonna match up well uh, they're they're gonna make it hard to score in isolation they're gonna make it work together which the Nets haven't shown they can do too much, and their defense absolutely blows. So I think Kawhi and PG are going to have field days today on the offensive end. I like the Clippers to win and cover that one and a half. Uh, my fourth pick is going to be Duquince plus one over Dayton. Oh. Duquince, uh, I don't really know a lot about them, but they're getting the spotlight on ESPN at home. Really? Big time game. Yeah, yeah. They're on but ESPN? ESPN 2. Oh. ESPN 2, 8 o'clock, and give them the spotlight to Quince. Uh, they're obviously going to be aware of that, and uh, they're going to want to show the country that they're capable of getting a W. And Dayton, outside of Crutcher, they don't have a lot. So Yeah, that, that's a big outside of. That is a big outside of. That dude is a bad, bad man. Well, he's he's going to have a tough time tonight against that dude, Quince. He, he single-handedly beat Rhode Island. It was crazy. He had their last 15 points. It was like, dude, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. He's in crazy shot after crazy shot. I was like, this dude. Dude, Quince. He's a bad plus man. Plus one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Dayton minus one. But, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna, but I'm gonna pee, uh This is my next pick. It's gonna be Grizzlies plus four and a half against the Pacers. Uh, this Grizzlies team, man, they have won seven straight games since Draw came back. They've been playing great. Uh, they got fresh young legs, man. And I know both teams are coming off back to backs. And I think the Grizzlies are gonna come. I mean, better to play. Actually, the Pacers are coming off a back to back. They had a day's rest, but uh, it really doesn't matter for for the Grizzlies. I think these guys can get up, roll up in the morning. And I think they're the better team than the Pacers right now. Just the way they've been playing. They won seven straight. The Pacers have been playing like dog shit. I think them getting four and a half is um, pretty disrespectful at this point. Coming off a 30-point 30, 30 road win against the Spurs, which is really impressive. Uh, they're starting to look like they did last year. Even without Jaron Jackson. Even when they had Jaron Jackson playing last year. They were looking really good at times and everyone was healthy. And um, just like, I mean, John Morant is surrounded by a lot of good young players. Yeah. Like, no, no great players outside of Jaron Jackson. If he can take that next step and be a two, I think they could be really good in the future. But, I mean, surrounded by a lot of really good young players like Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, Xavier Tillman, DeAnthony Melton, Tyce Jones, DeAnthony, DeAndre Bain. I like all those guys. Um, they're all pretty much second-round steals that are doing pretty well. Kyle Anderson's playing well as, as well. Uh, I, I like them to cover that four-and-a-half a lot tonight. I really like that pick. Uh, my fifth. And big lock is Texas plus five and a half. Uh, Texas getting this game at home uh, against Baylor, prime time, six o'clock, ESPN. Shock uh, is back, Ramey's back, Will Baker's back, and Jericho Sims are back. Uh, I think this game's it's going to come down to the wire. Uh, I think it's going to be extremely competitive. I think five and a half points is a little too much. Uh, I can see Texas upsetting Baylor here and giving them their first loss. Um, but yeah, Texas, I mean, they're deep. They're old. They're talented. I mean, yeah, they they can. They're gonna give Baylor definitely a game tonight. And uh, five and a half points. It's just it's just too much in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that one there. Um, I really like Texas as well. I, they were close to being my big lock. Um, man, I, I want to make this my big lock, but I don't at the same time. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm going to go with my big lock again tonight. It's going to be Raptors minus six and a half against the Magic. Um, I, I made, I, I put a decent amount down when they played two days ago and the Raptors shit on them. And I think they're going to turn around and do it again. I don't know why the line's six and a half again. Um, the Magic have been playing, I mean, they've been playing very, very, very poorly recently. 
I mean, they, they just looked awful. I mean, probably the worst team in the NBA, honestly. They beat the, they beat the T-Wolves by one. Sorry. That was their only decent win. Sorry. Uh, since they have people are, and, and the Raptors need wins. So it's not like they're going to roll in there and be like, oh, that's the magic. Like, they're going to roll in like, all right, all right, this is another win that yeah. we got to have. Yeah. I mean, Lowry and Nurse, I mean, they're not going to take the foot off the pedal. And they're, they're, they're 15 points better than, than this Magic team is tonight. So I really like that line again. The Magic. Um, the Raptors are kind of stacking up the wins against inferior opponents here. I mean, what's the spread for that? Six and a half. I think they're going to give to him. I mean, the Magic are just brutal to watch. They I mean, are bad. Brutal to watch. I don't know. I People probably don't watch the Magic, but yeah, I, they have been really, really struggling recently. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my big lock for the night. Uh, present, you think we miss anything? I don't think so, no. I think we got it all about yeah. covered. Uh, but watching guys tonight, you got to watch that Clippers-Nets game. It's it's a it's a big Tuesday. It's a big yeah, Tuesday in basketball. Clippers Nets game, then the Celtics Warriors TNT doubleheader. You gotta watch the Texas game. That's the one you gotta watch. Yeah. You gotta watch Texas Baylor at six as well. That one's gonna be on ESPN. Um, yeah, I mean those are the three games you really gotta watch. Um, after that, Illinois Indiana. That'll be a game I'll be wanting to watch. Michigan State Iowa. I'll be interested to see if Michigan State can look any better, or if yeah. Iowa's just gonna run them out the gym. A lot of good which, a lot of interesting ones. Mm-hmm. There are even USC Stanford's. Yeah, you know, that'll be the nightcap. Jason Duquince. I mean, if I got a little little dough on it, I'm gonna be locked <laughs> in. So I think I'm gonna put Duquince. So yeah, two quints. But um, you like Dayton in that one? I like Dayton in that game. I do like Dayton in that one. I put two U. Duquince. The Vegas killer. Duquince. Jalen Crutcher. Too good for Duquince. But um, that's it for today. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, definitely, next next episode is going to be all about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to try to get it out to you guys before Friday, before Friday or Saturday. You guys, it's just going to be pretty much, I mean, all maybe a little bit of college basketball, a little bit of NBA, but definitely going to hone in on that Super Bowl, talk all about that. Uh, we'll see you guys then. Peace.